You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. Church, uh, before before we get uh, really rolling, this is the sermon. We're starting the sermon, um, but uh, before we dismiss the kids. I want them to be a part of this because I have testimony to share. Uh, It's important for our kids to know the testimony of the Lord, right? The testimony of what He's done. That is their foundation is our testimony. Before they experience it, they experience it through us in the sharing of our testimony. So it's important that they stay in here. Um, All of you know Darby and Carrie. Uh, I shared with you what was going on for them. Uh, Darby getting getting diagnosed with uh, cancer. She uh, she has tumor uh, tumor growing around a main facial nerve in her neck, of all or like right behind her ear. It's crazy, um, weird thing. We weren't expecting it, but in the entirety of this process, when when she told us, she called us um, a couple weeks ago and just shared with us this diagnosis. Me and Sarah, it, it, it could have just, it might as well just gone in one ear and right out the other, just fallen flat on the floor, because it just did, nothing about it stuck. Nothing about it was like, Darby has cancer. It, we, could, we couldn't even claim that. We couldn't, I couldn't get the words out to say that my little sister has cancer. It, the Lord was just like, nope, that's not, that's not the answer, that's not acceptable, I'm, just, just wait and watch. Okay, and so... That's what we're doing, and I shared that with you guys, and you've begun to pray, and I need you to know the result of your prayers, because as you're praying for them, and you're going into, Jay said this, uh, he asked me what type of cancer it was, and I was like, I don't know, in in her body, that's all I know. Um, I can't say the name, I can't remember it, she's told me like 10 times, and that just doesn't stick either, Uh, but that's another problem, but... He said this statement. He said, Carrie and I are charging into the enemy's camp on Darby's behalf. And that just, that was, that blew my mind. Because this is what we do, right? We don't just timidly pray. We go and we destroy everything in our path that is not of God, right? We, we, get, to be, we get to be Jonathan marching into the camp. I, I, will, I will destroy all of you. Not you, the bad people, the bad, the enemy. And my, my phone is now looking up destroy all of you. That, that's not good. Okay, that's a weird Google search. Not you, but you know what I'm saying. We, we go in, and when we march into the enemy's camp with hopeful lenses, and we begin to declare the truth of the Lord, not only do we defeat everything that comes against us and comes against the kingdom of God, they begin to defeat themselves, as we read about last week, right? Isn't that profound? That the enemy, as we march in, will literally turn on himself in the chaos of hope. Because where hope brings clarity for us, it introduces chaos to the enemy. Amen? Praise God. So, Darby got a new job. Um, and it, came, it was a blessing. It was a really cool job. Really exciting opportunity for her. Um, really exciting opportunity for her. And so she steps into this job and she gets new insurance. In the middle of this figuring out what's going on with her body and, and cancer and all that stuff. And so, as you all know, because you're a part of this world, you know how insurance companies work. Her new insurance company is like, no, we're not going to cover that. It's a pre-existing condition. And her old insurance company is like, no, you got a new insurance company. We're not doing anything with it. So what are they left with? A surgery that they can't pay for that she absolutely needs. 
the, the surgery to remove that tumor from her body for the 30th of this month, and they find out this week. When did they find out? Was it Monday? No, it wasn't Monday. It must have been Wednesday. We'll go with Wednesday. They find out this week, one of those days, that it's not covered and it's going to be uh, $24,000. They've got to come up with it like that. So they, they make a GoFundMe. They share it. They, and they just ask us to just pray. In church, within six hours, they exceeded their total. Six hours. They exceeded their total of what they needed. Above and beyond. And then, yeah, come on. That's good. This is a good word. You are allowed to clap in this house whenever you want. I don't, you don't have to wait for me to give you permission. But it was funny because Carrie starts freaking out because um, he realizes that he didn't, he didn't adjust the total based on what GoFundMe will take, their percentage. Because uh, they the, to host the platform, manage those funds, they get to take a percentage. It's, 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 a, it's a good system, but he forgot about that part. And so what did the Lord do? He exceeded the total. To where it would come down to when GoFundMe takes their percentage, guess what? They still had more than enough. They had an abundance of blessing, an abundance of funds, an abundance of an answered prayer that the Lord had given. And I don't believe we're to stop. So that's going to be on our, our website, the GoFundMe. If you would like to donate to this as the Lord leads you to do it, do it. Because they're going to have a lot of follow-up appointments. And if she has to have radiation and all those things, this is all going to be on them. Because the insurance companies have just said no. But I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, praise God. Because now there will be absolutely no question in the sharing of this story that the Lord had her from the beginning to the end. That, that will be the only testimony. How, how did you go through this? How did you walk through this? How did this happen? How are you in this place of healing and restoration? And it will only be because of God. And because of His people in action, which we need more of. And the Lord has caught fire to the people of God and they are moving profoundly. And it is blowing my mind, the testimony of strangers giving to them because the Lord has led them. I mean, just profound encounters and relationships and all this stuff that is happening. The Lord is profoundly showing off and showing out of, of, of His support and His love and His adoration for His people, for His kids, and how He shows up for His children. All we have to do is ask. And He shows up. And He shows out and He goes above and beyond. Amen? So I just wanted to share that with you. This will, this will have so much to do with where the Lord is taking us this morning. It's, it's exciting and it's profound to me all the time. Where I hear these stories, the Lord's got me in process with something that He's teaching me about. And then I just find myself within that process encountering truths that support everything He's teaching me. I find myself encountering what the Lord has been showing me about Himself through the story of my sister not knowing that that's where He was leading me to, that He would give me concrete testimony of what He was trying to show to me uh, the last two weeks. So, with that said, before we get going any further, Children's Church.
Church, I don't know if you've noticed yet, but life is a lot better when you live with hope. When you live with a lens of hope, it is a lot better. That does not mean that it's easier, right? That doesn't mean that difficult circumstances... To, oh, actually, let me... It is absolutely easier. Difficult circumstances are way easier to walk through when you have hope. They are really hard to walk through when you're hopeless, right? That's like cementing your feet to the ground and trying to take steps forward. It's just not going to happen. But with hope... We can, we, can e- we can get through things a lot easier. To live with a lens of hope, you can literally see, this is what I've been noticing all week, living with a lens of hope, I am sensitive to see and hear how the Lord is moving. You have clearer vision on how the Lord is, is, is moving amongst us and in this community. You can see the fingerprints of God throughout Sundown, Texas if you live with hope. And it's a beautiful thing. You can see Him moving. And we know this about hope, that when I wear hope, when we wear hope, those around us will also wear hope. And that has been really fun to witness. In conversations with people this week, wearing hope and watching them begin to pick up hope. In the midst of the conversation, they came into it hopeless, and all of a sudden they're leaving with hope. And I'm not saying anything. We're just present. And now imagine when we all do this and we just exist in hope continuously, how that will spread. It will be put on those around us and then they will go. And they will go into places and they will put hope on those around them and then they will go and they will put hope on those around them. And before you know it, we live in a completely transformed and hopeful country. And that's what I believe. That because of this room and the people that fill it, saying yes to the lens of hope and rejecting ever picking up hopelessness again. Because that's what we said. That's the covenant we made. That I will not wear that again. Not in this life. You are not made for hopelessness. Jesus died on the cross that you would no longer wear it. It does not belong to you. Hopelessness is His. He owns it. And He's thrown it away. So stop trying to pull it out of the trash, right? When we live with hope, the world around us will begin to be transformed. And I don't know about you, but being in a room with hopeful people is a lot more fun. It is a lot more fun. Being in here in worship over the last couple of weeks as we've put on hope has just been an absolute and complete blessing to my soul, to my spirit. I have been energized and just consumed with joy at the hope that is in this room. And again, when we put on hope, when we introduce hope to those around us, I can't emphasize the importance of this. When we put on hope, and we wear it continuously, and those around us begin to put on hope, we are, you are literally introducing chaos into the enemy's camp. And if it's chaotic, it can't be organized, it will not be strategic, it will not, it will not hit the targets he's intending. That's the main point. Hear that. When his sword falls it will fall on his own soldiers and not the people of God. When we wear hope, and it is, again, I've just realized this this week, it is a lot easier to live with hope. That doesn't mean that we've had easy days. We've had difficult days. Sarah and I have been running on fumes the last couple of weeks, and this week was insanity. By the time we finally got time for ourselves every night, it was like 10.30. It's like, I, don't, I, don't, I love you, but I don't want to talk to you. 
Not because I, I just want to sleep. I don't want to talk. I just want to go to bed. And I'm mad that I just want to go to bed because I have to get up early the next day. I don't like that. I've not ever been really good with that. I want to be able to spend my time the way I want to spend my time. I don't like it being predetermined that, yeah, I mean, you can stay up as late as you want to, but 5 a.m. is still 5 a.m., and it's not going to be fun if you go to bed at 1. So I don't like that. So it's been a, it's just been a crazy week, and we've been... Uh, We've just been interacting with some difficult stuff and difficult circumstances, just with, just with people and the stories that they have and the lives that they're living, just difficult stuff, but just continually living with hope. And it has been profoundly easier, and it has been profoundly fun. So, so fun. And it has brought about connections. Zach and Steve and I got to go out to uh, Connect Church and help them with their sound system this week. And we were in Lubbock till nearly 1 a.m. And it was so fun. I mean, I could barely walk. And I told Sarah I was hallucinating on the drive home. So that was, that was a little sketchy. Uh, I, I saw a bridge on 1585 and I thought I was going to run into it. I don't know if you've driven 1585. There's no bridges there. But I like slammed on my brakes. and was like... Whoa, it was not good. But anyways, we were there and it was a ton of fun. We had a great time in Lubbock with this church. And this is all stuff that is happening because we're living with a hopeful lens. And it allows us to see the Lord's working and then it allows us to be a part of how He is moving. And in this week of thinking about hope and just seeing the Lord moving because I have eyes to actually see. If you're not wearing hope, you do not have eyes to see. We do this all the time. We, we wear things that are not of God and then we wonder why we cannot see God. I cannot see God if I've got blinders to Him on. If I'm picking up things that are not of Him, that do not belong to me, that are not meant for me, I will not see the Lord working. But when I pick up that which I'm made for, like hope, I can see the Lord clearly. And I've been thinking about just who He is, His nature and His heart this week. And, and just how... Seeing his nature, seeing his heart, it leads to understanding his name. And all of you know this. Know that the Lord speaks names to reveal destiny and purpose. Right? The Lord reveals names to characters in the Bible, people in this house, and of himself to reveal destiny and purpose. He, throughout Scripture, continually would reintroduce himself with a new name. Not because he changed, but because he, has, he is so great that one name just isn't going to do it. But throughout Scripture, he was introducing us to different aspects of who he was. And I want to look at one of those names this morning. He has done the same thing with himself throughout Scripture. He has introduced himself over and over again. And the name that I've been so fascinated with uh, in the last two weeks is the name El Shaddai. I don't know if you've heard of that name. And now this is a funny thing. This is an interesting thing that I've, I've had conversations with believers about before. Starting to talk about the Hebrew translations, Hebrew name, Greek things, and, and the original language, in the original context, and talk, talking about the Lord and His names that He gave throughout Scripture. In some places of believers... It's a little watchy. Like there's some churches that I've been in that if I was like, let's talk about El Shaddai this morning, they'd be like, no, we're not Jewish. You should probably leave. 
Like, no, this is who He is. And you have been adopted and brought into a family that calls Him and recognizes Him as El Shaddai. Amen? You hear what I'm saying to you this morning? God is not an American God. He's existed before us, right? So don't Americanize Him. He is who He is. Beyond a country, beyond, beyond a nation, right? And the name is El Shaddai, and that means the all-sufficient one. It also means the God who is more than enough. More than enough, amen? And again, we see this with Darby's story and his blessing over her that is more than enough because he is a God of abundance. We forget that sometimes. We get into moments where we need, and we're just asking the Lord to just, if you can, just kind of get me closer to the need. But we pray to God as penny pinchers. We don't pray to the God of abundance. He is the God of abundance who has literally paved His streets with gold. He is the God of abundance. Amen. We serve a God who is all-sufficient. In Genesis 17, verse 7, it says, And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your offspring after you. Exodus 6, verse 7 says, I will take you to be my people, and I will be your God. And you shall know that I am the Lord your God, who has brought you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. This is our God, and we are His people. Amen? Turn with me to 2 Corinthians 5. We know this passage well. We've read it several times. Uh, it's, I, I love it, though, so we're going to always read it. We're always going to come back to it. Important and profound truths within it. 2 Corinthians 5.16 From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh. We regard Him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. And this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to Himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ. God was reconciling the world to Himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making His appeal through us. I love that statement. I love that reality. I love that truth. God making His appeal through us. God making His appeal through us. That is profound. And this is where my mind has been. And this is the point of this, this word this morning. If I am His and He is mine, and He has chosen me, like, he's, like we read in these first two passages, He has chosen us. He has brought us in and He has called us His people. We are His. And He has chosen me to make His appeal to the rest of the world. He has chosen me. He has chosen us to reflect His nature, to reflect who He is. And who He is reminding us each and every day, what He's trying to put on display right now, what I see so clearly, the reflection that He wants to portray through us is that of El Shaddai. More than enough. And right, right now, just think about where we are as a city. And we need a God that is more than enough. Right? Because we don't, need, we don't need to just move a little bit further. 
We don't need to just get a little bit closer. We need abundance. We need to go above and beyond what we can see, what we can dream, and what we can fathom in Sundown, Texas, in Jesus' name. And he is saying through his name that he has brought to our attention again that that is his intent to reflect who he is to the rest of the world. And right now that is El Shaddai, more than enough. So when the world looks at us, does it see El Shaddai? Is this our mentality? When we are, when we are th- going and living and acting throughout our community, are we doing more than is, than is needed or expected? Are we going above and beyond? Right? If someone asks, just silly examples, if somebody asks for 20 bucks to, so they can put some gas in their car, what's above and beyond? Just go fill it up. Right? If, if someone needs something to drink, don't just give them something to drink. Give them a source to drink from. Right? Going above and beyond. I, I got to experience this. We've, we've got to experience this just throughout the Kindness Project. It's been a ton of fun. But just people going above and beyond. Uh, we, we got to use a really cool piece of equipment this week uh, that, that Roland brought out. And it was scary because it was really high. But it was fun because I was with Roland and he kept me safe. Right? Uh, but And then Danny, we get to use this really cool front-end loader that he bought for the oil field, but totally will give us access so that we can do ministry within this community. These are things that are above and beyond. And then the Lord blessing Darby. These are people that are being called. They're not looking at the total and figuring out what they can give so that she'll get to the total. They needed $24,425. And that he exceeded that. Because He is an above and beyond God and He called His people to be above and beyond people. Because we are making an appeal for God here on this earth. So we should reflect the names that He has. Do you hear where we're going? Do you see where we're going this morning? That we would be a more than enough people. We would be a more than people. That if this is what they need, we will bring more than what they need. Because this is who God has called us to be. And if sundown... If sundown exists right here, we won't just visualize the little bit of stuff that's going to get us here, but we will, okay, Lord, how can this look like the kingdom of heaven more than it does a city and a state and a country? That is a more than dream. That is more than dream. That is more than anything we've ever experienced. Have you ever gone to a city and encountered more of the kingdom than you did the city that was on that earth? No. Never done it. Never happened. But sundown will be that place. That is a more than. That is an above and beyond dream, is it not? That doesn't just get there because we, we, we throw a little party every now and then or we have VBS. It exists because the people of God represent El Shaddai and they allow El Shaddai to flow through them freely in every moment of every day in their stories. Do you hear what I'm saying to you this morning? That we would be an above and beyond people. We are meant to be above and beyond. Romans 8.37 says, No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. Church, part of your identity is more than. Part of who you are 
part of who I am is more than. Because we didn't start from a place of conquerors. We started from a place of more than conquerors. Do you hear what I'm saying? That was your starting line was abundance. So where can you go if you start in abundance? You can only go into further abundance. But we have moved back from the place of abundance and we have began to ask with a servant's mentality. The, the story of the prodigal son. We put on display more often the older brother than we do the younger brother and what he experienced from the father. We put on display more often that I've got to do the right thing, I've got to say the right stuff, I've got to be at the right place, and I've, I've just got to ask God for just enough to get by because if I ask Him for any more, I'm being selfish. Foolishness. Foolishness. That is not who God is. That is not who He is. He is, he is the father to the younger brother. You will screw up. And you will not handle the resources that He has given you. You will not always steward them well. I know plenty of times where I have stewarded so poorly the blessings that God has given me. But what does He do? He meets me with a ring and a robe. He says, this is my son who has come home. Every time we repent, this is the celebration that takes place in heaven. A son has returned and said yes to the purpose, yes to the plan, and yes to the heart of God. And then we get to what? What do we get to do? We get to step right back into abundance. The son had spent his inheritance, but what did that mean to the father? Nothing. He brought him right back into the abundance of all that he had. Amen? Amen. This needs to be the mentality that we, Sundown Church, carry. To be a people of abundance and look at sundown Texas with hopeful eyes that see the abundance of the Lord that will be freely given if we are willing to be the vessels that carry it. If we are willing to be a people that are a more than people. Do you need this? I'll give, you all, I'll give you all of this. You've got one bad tire, I'll give you four new ones. This is the people of God that we are meant to be, that we're meant to step into because this is the Lord that we represent that is making His appeal through us is the more than enough God. We can't reflect a more than enough God if we are operating like a not enough people. You hear what I'm saying? And right, right now, I'm, I'm telling you, I can't, express this, uh, I can't express this enough. How important this is. This is the next step in the strategy of heaven for Sundown, Texas. That we, we saw it with hopeful lenses, putting on hopeful eyes. This is important. This was crucial to what the Lord was going to do next. But now with hopeful eyes, I can see all that the Lord is doing and how He's moving, and I can be moved by the compassion that also moved Christ to do the miraculous. And we can go above and beyond for people. We can see a lame man and not just go to bring him water, but pray healing over him that he can go and fetch himself water. This is the people that we are meant to be and that we must step into, and I can't emphasize this enough, we must step into now. There is no more time to view yourself as less than all that you are. It's done. No more. You are a more than enough people because you serve and you carry with you a more than enough God. And it is time for us to look at Sundown Texas with hopeful eyes 
knowing this truth that He is more than enough and He is in me. So therefore, I am more than enough to administer and bring about the change that will transform this city and its people. You are more than enough. And held within you are the resources of the entirety of the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom that built this place is held within you. Complete and total access given over to you. But it's time to live as a more than enough people. I am more than enough. Church, I'll be honest. And I shared with, a, uh, with you a little bit of the struggles that uh, Sarah and I were having over the last uh, few months. Just with seeing all the change and just, again, I've repented before you of wearing just hopelessness. I was wearing, I was coming to you as a hopeless pastor. Not anymore, but that's where I was. I was hopeless. And one of the things, one of the lies that I believed in that moment that I was not enough to lead this community spiritually. Immediately received that. It's like, yep, that's right. I, I told Sarah that, and she, she's always like, no, you know that's not true. And I'm always like, be quiet. It is true right now. But she always, she gets on to me about it, and it just makes me mad because I know she's right. But I'm just like, just let me believe the lie. And she's like, no. And I'm like, ugh. So I throw a little toddler tantrum. But I, I honest to God believed that I was not enough to lead not just this house, but this community. Because there's no, there's no other pastors here. This ministry team in this house is the only one that there is in Sundown, Texas. That's it. Sundown, Texas has one pastor. It has one children's minister. It has one worship pastor. That's it. That's us. We are it. And I, if I think that I am not enough to lead this community, then the enemy has us. Because there's no one else to do it. It's us. And if I, here to lead all of us, am <laughs> hopeless, where am I going to lead you into? I'm going to lead you into hopelessness. Right? And if I believe that I am not enough, what, are you, what am I going to lead you into believing about yourself? That you are not enough. No more. In Jesus' name. I know the anointing that is on me. I know the anointing that is on Jay, on Sarah, on Melissa, on Zach, on Steve, on Amy, on Lorinda, on Rhonda. I know, and I've witnessed most of these anointings put on their heads. I know the anointing that the Lord has for us. And He has not led us this far to leave us now. Amen. He did not anoint us with a less than anointing. But the same Spirit of God that fell upon Jesus and anointed Him is the same one that anointed us. And is the same one that anointed you, church, to be the church of Sundown, Texas. You are the body of Christ of Sundown, Texas. There is no other. I was talking about this uh, with some with a pastor in Lubbock and um, just, you know, just talking about how cool it is that all these pastors are fellowshipping with one another. They're encouraging, they're helping, they're mentoring, they're guiding, they're directing. I'm just thinking that is so cool and that is not anything that's possible for us. 
and sundown. I can be a part of what they're doing, and I am a part of what they're doing, and I love those guys, and I'm going to continue to meet them and, and, and walk with them in life. But there is not another pastor for me to join with in sundown Texas over sundown Texas. But then I also started thinking about what a beautiful thing that is that the Lord would build this place to be the place that beats for the heart of God and that moves in accordance with His will. There is only one. Sundown Church, what a blessing. What an honor that He has chosen us to be the people that will lead this community into the kingdom. You have been anointed to lead. You are more than enough for everything that is ahead of you. Everything that is ahead of you, there is already provision. Before you get to it, there is a provision and there is an answer waiting there for you already because our God is more than enough. And you are a children, you are a people born as more than, more than conquerors. Not just children either. You're more than children. You are royalty. You are heirs to the kingdom of heaven. You are more than this is who you are and it is time for that city outside to see that we are more than enough. More than enough. So I'm inviting you now to dream big dreams because you serve an abundant God and His abundance flows in you and will flow from you in Jesus' name. Dream over sundown. See possibilities. And let's talk about them. Let's start doing it. We've got amazing and wonderful things ahead of us. I don't know what they are, but I know that's what we've got ahead of us. And I refuse to see anything different for tomorrow. Amen? Amen. I will only see that there is growth, prosperity, vision, hope, newness of life, and the glory of the Lord. That is what waits for us tomorrow. Nothing else. I receive Nothing else. I reject everything that would go against those things. In Jesus' name. That is what we will see. You hear me, church? Can we be a people that are a more than enough people that believe in their bones that I am more than enough because of the Spirit of God that is in me and desires to flow from me? He has a desire to get out of you. He wants to get out of you and into those around you. It starts with you seeing with hope and saying yes to the truth that El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough, dwells in you and has anointed you more than enough. You hear me, church? I've, my prayer is that you will receive this and you will, we will begin to see the actions of it immediately. More than enough. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, sundownchurch.com